Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Hey, uh, was anyone at church last Sunday for Vision Sunday? Cool. So hopefully we're all aware of what Pastor Byron and Ann shared last week about the year of GROW. If We've sort of put the one word over this year, and the word is GROW. And then there was these three sub points under that that said, step deeper, build stronger, and go wider. Um, these were all from kind of scriptures that are very familiar language at, to us at Highway. And um, the step deeper is Ezekiel 47, which I'm going to speak about tonight. Uh, the build stronger is the book of Haggai that we've spent all of last year in, well, majority of last year in, uh, speaking about the rebuilding of God's house and that how in today we are his temple. Or do you not know that you are the temple? That God dwells in us, that we are the modern day temple and corporately we come together and we build up, bring, we become the church. Go wider is Isaiah 54 too. If you've been around highway any period of time, you'll know this scripture. But um, Ezekiel 47, I'm going to read from verses 1 to 7. Uh, feel free to follow me. It says this, In my vision, the man brought me back to the entrance of the temple. Then I saw a stream flowing east from beneath the door of the temple and passing to the right of the altar on its south side. Everyone say, south side. The man brought me outside the wall through the north gateway and led me around to the eastern entrance. There I could see the water flowing out through the south side. Everyone say, south side. Of the east gateway. Measuring as he went, he took me along the stream for 1,750 feet, and then he led me across. The water was up to my ankles. Say ankles. He measured off another 1,750 feet and led me across again. This time the water was up to my knees. Everyone say knees. And another 1,750 feet. It was up to my waist. Everyone say waist. Then he measured another 1,750 feet, and the river was too deep to walk across. It was deep enough to swim in, but too deep to walk through. Verse 6, he asked me, have you been watching, son of man? Then he led me back along the riverbank. When I returned, I was surprised by the sight of the many trees growing on both sides of the river. My endeavor tonight is really just to talk about the scripture this uh, one sort of phrase, this step deeper phrase from our vision. I think that if we're to grow, I think it starts with us making a conscious decision that we will step deeper. I was blown away by just the first line in that text that I read for you tonight. I read it from the New Living, but my normal Bible that I read most of the time is New King James, and, and it says at the start there, it says, then he brought me back. I love that, the way that that's phrased in the New King James Version, then he brought me back back. I know it might sound strange, but uh, when I'm talking about step deeper, the first sort of idea is coming back. But I think it's so important, this idea of then he brought me back. I've got three points tonight, three things that I believe God is calling us back to as the church, not highway, but the expression of Christ on the earth today. Uh, Three things that he's calling us back to that I believe will help us to step deeper this year. The first one, then he brought me back. I believe it's a call for simplicity. I don't know if you've experienced this in your Christian walk, but there's been times in my life where it's like, I just want to go back to basics. 
Have you experienced that? I remember a few years ago, this song that was just on repeat in our home and in my mind was this song, Simple Gospel. And it was just like, I believe in a simple gospel. You know, I just want to get back to where it was just kind of this, God, you're what matters. And all this peripheral stuff isn't as important as I thought it was anymore. Maybe that's what David was talking about in Psalm 51, 12. I love this scripture. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. I remember the day when I made a conscious decision. I made a lot as a young kid, but I remember as a teenager, the the one day where I said, no, 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 God, I accept you. I open up my life. I remember the joy. Do you? The joy of your salvation and make make me willing to obey you. John Newton's um, famous song, Amazing Grace, I once was lost, but now I am found. Church, could we get back to a simple gospel? Can we come back to a simplicity in our faith? I feel like sometimes we've lost the wonder. Maybe that's why Jesus talks so much about having childlike faith. This wonder. On holidays, we uh, recently had family holidays. We had a great break over Christmas, which was awesome. Um, and we're just playing on holiday and at home most of the time, but for those of you that know my personality, that just wasn't working for me at the start because I just was smashing through my to-do list and I was adding things to it daily, all these projects that I could start, all these things that I could build, like, I, I don't know, I'm just wi- wired a bit weirdly that way, and I was really struggling to switch off, so Kim and I lying in bed going, babe, I think we just need to get away for a couple of nights and restart this holiday so that I can switch off. So we just booked legitly the cheapest place because it's like, Christmas holidays, and we live, you know, here. Um, so we booked the cheapest place we find us out west. I'm not going to name the place because I don't want a defamation lawsuit. But um, and we went, and it was like the cheapest place we booked. We booked there two nights, and uh, we rock up, and it's like awesome. Like the kids are loving it from the get go because we check into our room, and we've got two queen beds in the one room, and the kids get to lie in one bed, we get to sleep on the other bed. They're loving it. Uh, we got to have buffalo breakfast. That's what Honey calls buffet breakfast, if anyone's wondering. So we went down for buffalo breakfast two mornings. We go swimming in the pool, and it's like, Jethro is loving it. He's like, Dad, I love this place. I can throw my sinkies in the pool, and I can't even see them if they're on the bottom. I have to go down and feel for the sinkies. And I'm like, oh, I'm glad you're loving it. But like, they're just over the moon. Like, the fridge was full of mold. The room was full of cobwebs. It was dusty. Kim was like, Babe, you're lucky to have me. Any other girl would have left by now, you know that. She's going like, I'm getting these ones the whole time. Like the playground was unsafe. The pool fence was not screwed together. I'm talking like this place would get shut down. But you know what our kids did? They loved it. They were frothing. They were like, kid, like the whole time they're like, this is holidays, family. Honey and Jethro saying, this is holidays. You know what it was? It wasn't the resort, but it was our presence. I feel like we need to get back. We've lost the wonder where it's become so complicated and it's become so stressful and it's like, no, 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 God, you're good. God, you're good and I I love your creation. Thank you for letting me enjoy it. Thank you for salvation. God, you are good and you are good to me. You're worth my praise. You're worth my adoration. You're worth it all, God. You see, rising interest rates don't affect the amount you can afford to enjoy God. I feel like all I'm getting in, in my newsfeed right now is, like Reserve Bank's thinking about another rise. Oh, Matt, you'll know this too. The mortgage broker in the room. Shameless plug. Um, interest rates are rising. No one can afford to live. You know, you know what we can afford to do? Enjoy God. Let us get back to a simplicity in our faith where, God, we trust you. 
in our finances. We trust you with our future. God, we've trusted you this far, and we're going to continue to trust you. Go forward. Matthew 6, 27. Which of you, by worrying, can add a single cubit to his stature? My kids were not worried about catching anything in the pool. They weren't worried whether there was bed bugs. They weren't worried whether the food was in date or good. Like, they didn't give a rip about that on holidays. They were just stoked to be on holidays with us. We get so caught up in so much things. Can we get back to a simple faith? To a simplicity and say, no, 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 God, bring me back. To that place where your water, that's what the scripture is talking about. This water represents the spirit of God coming out from the temple. God, bring me back to a place where your presence flows, God. Bring me back to a place where, where you minister through me, God. Bring me back to a place where there's this flow that I want to be a part of. I want to experience more of you, God. Take me back to there. Let's get back to the simple things. I love that I'm sharing this message in the midst of our prayer and fasting season. These are simple Christian traditions. I don't know if you're joining us, but if you're not, please join us. We've still got a little bit to go. You can join us by fasting, whether that's food for you. I understand some people that's not a good idea, and that's okay. But uh, fast something. Get into the Word. This year, Kim and I, again, we've started, remember this year we started reading our Bible in a year, the Nicky Gumbel thing. You're welcome to join us. It's on the YouVersion Bible app. It's free. You can afford that as well. Prayer, fasting, reading our Bible. Let's get back to the basics, church. And then you know what? When we're finished reading our Bible, don't be quick to turn on the TV. Just sit in a moment's silence and say, God, hey, God, what are you speaking to me through your word today? God, what are you saying to me afresh today? Let's get back to simple things like, I remember growing up, I was um, went to a Catholic high school and by the time I graduated, it kind of got a bit more relaxed. But when I first started with the principal or the headmaster that we had, I think he's the headmaster, the brother that we had. Um, we used to have to pray before every class or every homeroom and all this sort of stuff. And one of the prayers that we'd have to pray was the Lord's Prayer. You know, and it's like, let's get back to a simplistic faith like that. Have you read it recently? I pray a lot, but I don't pray this a lot. It's funny that sometimes we think our words are more powerful than Jesus' words in our mouth. Matthew 6, 9 says this, In this manner therefore pray, our Father in heaven... Hallowed be your name, meaning God, not only are you, are you worthy of all worship, but you're so close, you're so tangible, God, you're so effective and efficient, you're close by, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours, God, is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You see, my kids don't need to stress about what they're going to eat. They do. And they ask us five billion times a day. You've experienced that. But they're not stressed about how we're going to do this, how we're going to make ends meet. No, no, no. As I'm hungry. Where's my food? What if we were that simply with God? Hey, God, I need your help. Where are you? God, I believe that you are actually, you sustain my life. Not only are you the author and creator of life itself, but God, you are the sustainer of my life as well. What would it look like if we were a church that didn't buy into the consumerism of the day, but we just had a simple life? Or it wasn't about what we had, but it was about who we had 
in relationship with us. The second thing I believe that this is, is it's, firstly, it was a call to simplicity. Then he brought me back. I believe it's a call to us to get simple, back to the basics on our faith. But the second thing I believe is that it's a call, uh, it's a call for depth. It's a call for depth. Like, was that the song that we just sung or, was, or the one before that? We need to be Christians that have depth to our lives. Do you know that there's more? Like whether you are the least experienced person with God in this room or whether you're the most experienced person with God in this room, can I tell you, there's more. I think of more when I think of Ian Pike over here, my main man, Pastor Ian. 85 years, I've been walking with God for a lifetime. And every time I talk to him, he's receiving freshness in his faith. He's hearing from God again. There is more, church. It says in Ezekiel 37, verse uh, 3 to 5, it says all the measuring out there. It's, you know, sometimes we, we, we're happy ankle deep. But there's more. I, um, who loves swimming? Does anyone love swimming? Yes? That's a passionate? Yes, thank you. There you go. Laura loves swimming. I love swimming too. I grew up a bit of a swimmer. And... But how funny is it when you know the water's cold? It doesn't matter how tough you're trying to look at the beach or how slim you're trying to look. I don't know what the things we try to do in, but no matter how cool we try to look beside the water, when we know that sucker's cold and we dip our toes in, we all look a little bit funny, don't we? doesn't matter how macho you look before, you, you know, you, you put your... I feel like sometimes we treat God like that. We're a bit unsure whether we dip a big toe in every now and then. We hang around the water. We dip our toe in. We, we like the idea of it. But can I encourage us, church, let's go deeper. You know that feeling when you jump in the pool and you're like, you know, and you're like, oh, I don't know if it's cold or not. I don't know if I like it. And then you jump in and it's like, Ah, this is like, you know that feeling, that, that amazing feeling where you're fully submerged, where, you know, where it's like, oh, God, this is awesome. There is more to God. You see, the goal is that we would be Christians that would go not just ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, but would be fully submerged, which means that we would be led by the currents of the Spirit. If the water is the Spirit of God and we are fully submerged, we don't swim our own path. We don't need to. We are led by the Spirit of God, this water, this river that takes us where He wants us in life. Faith, it's a faith step. Walking on water was a faith step. It's into the unknown. I, um, you know, sometimes when you're at the beach, sorry, my voice is struggling a bit. You know, sometimes when you're at the beach and um, you're not sure whether the you know, the bottom is level. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? And sometimes you cruise along and then you hit a sandbar or, you know, your foot goes down a hole or, you know, I, I, I find things like that just amusing, like how the tide and the currents make the bottom of the ocean like that. But um, it's a bit like that with our faith step. Sometimes when we step deeper into God, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know whether it's going to be deeper water. We don't know whether it's going to be shallow. We don't know what's going to be down there. But can I encourage you? God, by very nature, is good. That when we step into him in faith, we receive something afresh from him. The other thing I noticed about the scripture is that it was measured. Is that interesting to anyone else? I don't know, that interests me. That it was measured. This was a measured, calculated 
faith step. <laughs> I don't know, maybe there's some young people here and you're thinking about making crazy faith steps. Can I encourage you? That's good. But faith and wisdom are two like sides of the same coin. You know, I'm not saying preaching this all faith, all faith, all faith, and then we lack earthly wisdom. No, 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 it's both. It's a, hey, God, I'm going deeper in you because I know this. I know who you are. I know your goodness. I've experienced your grace so I can step deeper into all that you have for me. We need faith and spiritual disciplines for depth. There's a church in America that I've been uh, just looking, researching online a bit lately, just sussing it out, and... um, their like foundations course is called a different name. It's called Rooted, which is a different name. It only works in America. I understand that it's a bit awkward in Australia. Um, but I love the concept of it. Just follow me for a second, maybe because those that know me know that I love gardening and the whole idea of this. And, um, but this whole idea of being rooted or planted is maybe a better word in God that we would allow our roots to go down. That's why like that song that we sung when it said, When the wind came, when the floods came, what, no matter what happened, when the winds came, the droughts of life come, we had this depth to our relationship with God, that we had this depth to the grounding of our being in Him, that we weren't shaken, that we weren't removed when COVID or whatever, when a pandemic came, that we weren't removed when things happen in life. Life throws, I don't know if you've noticed, but life sometimes throws us floods. It sometimes throws us winds. It sometimes throws us droughts. And our job is to, no, 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 God, we are planted in you. God, we've allowed our roots to go down deep enough that a broken relationship isn't going to break our relationship, God. That all of a sudden, no, 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 you not coming through the way that I thought isn't going to destroy our relationship, God, because my roots are down. I believe this, and I'm living this, God. Disagreements, unmet expectations, are not going to uproot our faith because we are rooted in Christ. Will you have the depth to remain? Will you have the depth to remain? I think when you've been around church for any period of time, you see some that remain and some that don't. Like, I know this is simplicity, but let's be people that remain. Let's be people that are grounded and rooted in God, that we have this depth to our faith, that we're not just surface deep people, that we're not just toe dippers, if I will, for Jesus. When it's like a little bit of an experience when the mood's right and there's just the right amount of haze, not too much, when the light's on in our eyes and when Emily's singing as beautifully as she was tonight. No, 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 it's got to be more than that. I'm sorry, but a worship experience will not get you through your darkest day in your life. I don't mean to be negative, but I'm just trying to be honest. No, no, but there's depth in relationship with him, knowing that he will never leave me and never forsake me, knowing that I'm grounded on him, that come what may, Christ, I'm with you. You're in our boat, Christ. Depth allows growth. The third thing is growth. It's a call for growth. If, if God's calling us back, then he called me back. I think it's calling us back to growth, like I'm speaking about. You see, our roots go down so that our lives can flourish. Natural green nursery, where is he? Not here. Ollie's here. Ollie. <laughs> Andrew had a great guy in our church, owns a nursery down the road called Natural Green Nursery, and he sponsored carols. And because uh, Dan and I were emceeing, he kept going every time I was about to get up on this stage. He's like, remember, Natural Green Nursery, Natural Green Nursery. He's over here about to carry the pulpit up for me. He's like, Natural Green Nursery. I'm like, 
you haven't paid me anything for this. And now I'm giving him a shout out anyway. But, but he, he knows one thing. I've watched him work there. I've watched Ollie do it too. They potted the plants in that nursery. I've visited him many times. And, and before the, the little tree or shrub, whatever it is, before it'll grow big at the top, it grows big down the bottom. This call for depth is below the surface sometimes, and that's good now. But do you know what comes next? Growth. Fruit that I believe that can remain. You see, at the point of salvation, we are filled with the Spirit. You're filled with the Spirit. Do we know that? That means that we can have the fruits of the Spirit active and evident in our lives. That if we are grounded in Him, if we have this depth in Him, then our lives should be producing fruit. It should be a natural progression of who we are. Do we have any fruit in our lives? You see, sometimes I think we can get a bit confused sometimes with baptism in the Holy Spirit and filled with the Holy Spirit. I believe that all of us, at the point of salvation, we're filled with the Holy Spirit. That's it. We, baptize, we can be baptized in the Holy Spirit. We can speak in tongues. Awesome. I do, and I love it. But can I encourage us? Let's be stewards of the Spirit in our life and let it allow the fruit that Holy Spirit wants to produce in our lives. Do you need to be refilled? There's many times in my life where I've needed to be refilled. The cool thing is, is that this image or this vision that Ezekiel had is that when you are part of the flow, it was like God would just pour it in and it would flow through us and we would constantly be full. I think sometimes we, we get dry or because we're not flowing out. We, we, you know, we're, yeah, we're receiving on a Sunday or we're receiving sometimes, but we're not flowing in God. Can I encourage you? It is so encouraging when other people enjoy the fruit of Christ at work in your life. That is so rewarding. It is so rewarding. So can I ask us a few questions this evening? Number one, are you less angry this year than you were last year? I was following a crazy driver this morning, a silver outlander into church, so no, I'm joking. It's Pastor Byron. Are you less angry this year than you are last year? We don't talk about things like this enough in church. Because that's the fruit of the Spirit. Are you slower to judge this year than you were last year? I want to be. Are you more patient this year than last year? Are we more compassionate this year than last year? More gracious? Are we quicker to forgive than we were last year? Are we more prone to generosity this year than we were last year? This is what happens when, the, when we grow in Christ, when we drink it in, when we go deeper in our faith and it produces fruit in our lives, fruit that remains. The parable of the sower, you know it very well if you've been in church for any period of time, but the four soils, which one are you? Are we the rocky ground? where there's no opportunity for this root of the gospel to go deep into our lives. So that at the first sight of anything, it's just gone. You know we're only supposed to have one rock, eh? Christ. That's the rock I want we build. All those little rocks, man, they don't need to matter. Will we let the birds or the seagulls, I like to call them of life, 
steal the seed so it doesn't produce anything in our lives. The cares of this life, are, I know I read earlier from Matthew 6, but if you need to, go read it again. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. 6.33, it talks about the lilies of the field, the birds of the air, all these great things. Let's not get stressed about life. Let's focus our attention on Him again. Don't let the seagulls of life eat our seed and stop it from producing a harvest in our life. The cares of this life choke it out. You see, if tonight we're reading Ezekiel 47, Tonight, what would it look like for you if this altar on the front here was 1,750 feet from your chair, metaphorically speaking? And the next opportunity for you to go deeper in God was right here and right now. Would you take it? The only problem is, I want to be honest with you, (laughs) it may cost you. Seriously, Dan Russell needs some new shoes and pants. Lol, that's a joke. No, we might need to leave our unforgiveness at our seat. We might need to leave that anger where we are and step forward. This hypothetical 1,750 feet to receive a new depth in him this evening. Can I pray? The team's going to lead us in worship, and I'm going to open this altar. If you want a fresh touch of God, if you want to go deeper, maybe you've just been content with ankle deep. Can I encourage you? Try knee deep tonight. Feel the goodness of God at work in your life. God, I just lift up your church to you tonight. God, I'm so thankful for who you are. God, I'm so thankful for what you're doing in our lives. But God, let us not be comfortable with where we're at, Lord. But let us be people that would go deeper into who you are, I pray. God, I just pray, Lord, that those that come forward tonight and worship God, that they would just go deeper into your grace. God, I just pray, Lord, that they would feel your love and your presence being poured upon them. God, I pray for a refreshing of your spirit in Jesus' name. And God, I pray, Lord, that we would be the people that you created us to be in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you lead us in? Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.